guys, Rebecca here from Empower Finance, and this is the third and final episode in part, sorry, in the three-part self-employed dedicated series that I, I've done. So this one just covers off on a few little things um, about uh, your tax returns and things like that and how to present them to the lender to get the most possible maximum borrowing power capacity. So have a listen, let me know what you think, and um, hope it gives you some tips and tips and tricks. Hi guys, Rebecca here from Empowered Finance with the last video in this series aimed specifically at those self-employed people. So um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about in this, in this final video is how recent are your tax returns? So every March or April, most lenders begin to ask for tax returns for the most recently completed financial year. Up until that point, you can provide the tax returns from the year before. Uh, for example, if you applied in January 2021, most lenders would require your tax returns from 2018 and 2019. However, in March 2021, most lenders would require 2019 and 2020 returns. Um, and that probably didn't make a lot of sense because there's a lot of numbers and, and, and years and stuff in there, but that's where I come in and we can have a conversation. Um, of course, there are always exceptions. One of our lenders can accept old tax returns as an exception to their normal policy. This is useful for people who haven't had a chance to lodge their most recent return. One of our other lenders also requires one year's tax returns. So this is useful for people who've had a bad year the year before or who only recently started their business. If you can't provide business activity statements, we know lenders who don't require that if you have recent tax returns. So what is an ad back? Well, your taxable income alone isn't the same as the actual income that you can use to pay your commitments, including the repayments for the new mortgage. So lenders add back any expenses that you've incurred that reduced your taxable income. However, aren't a real expense or ongoing commitment. So by adding back expenses, you can increase your assessable income and your borrowing power. So some examples of addbacks are depreciation, asset write-offs, additional superannuation, net profit before tax, one-off expenses. So any extraordinary expenses that we can often add, we can often add these back, but we may need an accountant's letter to confirm them. Interest expenses, rental property expenses, company car, trust distributions. So as you can see, there is, this, is, this can get quite complicated as a result. Many bank employees make mistakes when assessing your income. But don't let that deter you because that's where we step in. So there's also, of course, still low doc options. These did go away a bit, um, you know, in the GFC and, and, and the years to follow. But they have made a real big comeback. Um, and there, there's a lot more lenders uh, doing them again. So uh, a low doc option is, is where you know, most lenders these days will allow you to not submit tax returns or financials if you sign a declaration confirming your income. Uh, this declaration generally also needs to be signed off by your accountant. And you generally also need to provide bad statements or some trading statements. Again, each lender is different. Um, so 
With this declaration, the lender can then assess your loan using the declared income. Although most lenders don't charge a higher rate for low doc loans, they may charge you lender's mortgage insurance as a one-off fee when the loan is set up. Uh, this fee is usually charged for loans over 60% of the property value. Avoid business banking. So if you're borrowing in a company, a trust or a partnership, you may get referred to business banking. Avoid this at all costs. If you have a residential property or security, then why should you pay a higher rate and higher fees just because you're borrowing in a company? Your loan may be a business loan. However, the risk to the lender isn't any higher than for a standard mortgage. Some of our lenders will approve company loan, home loans and trust home loans at standard residential rates. You may have to pay slightly higher fees so that the lender can draw up more extensive loan documents, which encompass a personal guarantee from the directors. Um, yeah, so for more information, obviously, let's have a conversation. So if you want to apply for a home loan, um, I hope this information has been useful. Um, you know, keep in mind, obviously, that it, you know, it's best to apply for a home loan or investment loan when you feel your business is stable. Um, and this is something that both us and the bank can't assess. You need to determine this for yourself. But please reach out. Let's have a conversation. Um, I'm more than happy to have a chat and, and you know, in the strictest of confidence. And let's see what we can do for you to get that loan. Um, again, I hope this information has been useful. I hope you've watched all three videos because they were all related. Um, and if you've got any questions about any of them, please reach out. Have a great day. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope it gave you some clarification and clarity around um, how straightforward it is now to borrow when you're self-employed. It's not a big nightmare, it's not a big scary thing and it's not a, oh no, you can't borrow because you're self-employed situation anymore. So feel free to reach out, have a conversation with me. Um, I'd be happy to, to, to give you some pointers and, and take you through that step, those steps and processes of getting you into your home um, as a self-employed person. Hope you have a great day. Bye for now.